G'day, you mob, and welcome back to the Pouch series that I am doing with my friends Greg and Jake from the podcast called The Pouch, all about Australian politics. In the next part of this series, we're going to be answering your questions related to Australian politics. So, guys, it's an advanced English series here where we are talking naturally, but it is a little bit difficult at times as there are three of us all having a bit of a laugh having a spontaneous conversation, and we talk over the top of each other, so don't get too stressed out. If you don't hear or understand every single word that we say, the whole point is to be a fly on the wall and practice your listening comprehension when multiple native speakers are having a spontaneous conversation, and at the same time, you're going to be learning about Australia and Australian politics. So, guys, without any further ado, tap the karawong and let's get into it. Sort of finishing up, the last little question here is, is there a political divide in the country? This is from Andres, and I was wondering if you guys could talk a bit about partisanship in this as well, because that seems to be sort of a big characteristic problem, right, with us and our our system. Yeah. Well, I think from my perspective, it, it comes back to sort of why we started the podcast in the first place, why we started The Pouch and why and 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 how I started to sort of get a bit in a bit more my interest was more piqued in australian um politics because of our last election uh because every poll showed that labor was meant to win that the more left-wing party was meant to win and they didn't win which means that there is a sense of um of conservatism here in australia i think that i think that that you're not really I suppose if, uh, what do they call it? Like, you know, we don't really have sort of culture wars or a, maybe we do and I don't know about it and we don't really have a sort of a, uh, what do they call it, a shutdown culture or cancel culture or something like that? Not I, yet. Uh, no, and that's right. That, I th- <laughs> it's we're coming. Sort of, no, and that's right. I sort of feel like we're getting towards that point where we're going to have those conversations and that cancel culture and, and I'm sure it's happened, um, you know, in, in, in covert ways already. Um, so I think that that partisanship is is occurring, and I, uh, you know, I have my opinions about why why that might be occurring, and I'm sure they're they're, they're wrong. But anyway, I, it's it's mainly got to do with um, with I just I, I think that we have had it really good in this country for a very long time, mm. and I think that we sort of all we still enjoy looking for things that are wrong, but the things that are wrong in this country, you know, they're, they're hard to find. Like it's really hard to find, and I think they might be a bit misdirected especially with cancel culture or or things like that we have some really significant problems here in australia in terms of um indigenous culture and the way that um you you know certain certain groups of indigenous people are treated and the access that they have to uh health and education i mean that's a cause worth worth fighting for i don't yeah uh, that man to pull you up on that to uh, like sort of flesh it out a bit it's so difficult right because it feels like the more that you force um civilization western education onto indigenous people it's it it seems like you're sort of undermining their own culture at the same time so i always feel like i mean yeah i feel like what do you do in that situation where you're like well we want to respect that you have your own culture your own way of doing everything but at the same time make sure you send your kids to school make sure you go to uni get a job make sure that you know you, you you vote do all these things that make you effectively lose your culture in the first place right it's so well, I think that's. I think you've hit the nail on the head. I mean, that's essentially without without going too much into it. I suppose. Yeah. I suppose, like the, the the angle that I was taking is that 
is that they're, they're sorts of they're the sorts of from my perspective they're the sorts of social discussions and the social divide that I think is worthy of, of being fleshed out not yeah. so much some of the sort of more um, uh, you know surface level sort of stuff I, I, I don't know I, I you know I, yeah I don't want to I don't want to tread on too many toes but it's basically I, I don't think we have that that massive cancel culture that massive sort of thing happening here but it is it is seeping in and obviously there are people out there like we've got evidence now that there are people out there who simply don't feel comfortable enough to say i'm actually a liberal voter i'm actually really conservative i actually um really really like some of the things that 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 the more right in australia they're not particularly right right wing have to say and, yeah. and i align myself with that but i'm not allowed to say that out in public i get myself shunned from the quiet Australians is, is yeah. The, the quiet Australians, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Do you do you think that that's a sort of snowball effect into popular populism and all of the 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 horrible side of politics when it does get pushed underground and you can no longer talk about problems in the open and have them fleshed out and hear these ideas, right? Is that why we're getting a rise in things like? Um, you know, anti-Semitism in Germany and, and in Europe and and in America at the moment because these things just get pushed underground there's no open talking about ideas anymore it's anyone who disagrees with me is a nazi and so anyone who really is a nazi or has the potential to become a nazi just just hides until they're extreme um you know made an extremist and the other side of that is um the many 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 people who have very moderate moderate views you know the the, I, i would call them probably the majority of any country um, of many countries, I would say. Uh, I think there are some um, Eastern European and Western European countries that are perhaps going the other way. But um, I, certainly in Australia, we have a, a great majority of people who sort of sit politically in the centre. Yeah. You know, maybe traditionally they vote one way or the other, or maybe they just, you know, they um, maybe socially uh, progressive, but uh, fiscally, you know, economically, etc., they're a little bit more conservative, and thus they vote one way over the other. Um, but there are there are these m- the masses of uh, the centrists who don't want to they don't want to debate with the guy who has this fringe view. Why would I want to debate with that guy? Yeah, they're crazy, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and as a consequence they become the quiet Australians or they become the, the quiet majority because while they hold very, uh, without wanting to sound elitist, you know, while they um, hold pretty sensible, you know, those centrist type of views, you're not right, but I'm not wrong um, type of views, um, they probably, they, they don't want to speak up because not only does it engage them in a conversation that they don't necessarily want to have because, you know, guys grow up. <laughs> mm. um, but on the other, you know, they, they um, have been shunned into silence because, you know, they've perhaps been in a uh, in a family environment or in a social environment where, you know, uh, their, their mate Fraser Anning was talking about white nationalism and how great it was and how bad uh, black people were, and uh, they just, you know, they decided, hey, buddy, why the hell are you talking about that? And it just so happened that Fraser Anning's best buddy. <laughs> was standing behind him and said, you know, not only is Fraser Anning right, but I hate you and you're the you're the worst person in the world. So, you know, you can get, not only is it politically expedient to keep your views to yourself, but yeah. you can be publicly shunned if you don't agree with the loud people as well. 
So it, look, it's an interesting thing. I hate populism. I think most people hate populism. Um, but you know, one that's of the one of the most difficult things because you can never get to the bottom as well, though, with like Australia, you can't get to the bottom of what politicians actually think or believe because it feels so canned, but they're saying whatever they need to, to, to toe the line of the party and make sure they get votes. You never actually yeah. hear the real, you know, ah, uh, you know, I wear my yeah. heart on my sleeve. Here's what I actually think because those people, you know, Game of Thrones style get chucked yeah. out of the party pretty quickly. Well, I, 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 don't, I, also, I also don't necessarily uh, agree with that one. I think that I personally, and this is my honest opinion, I actually think Scott Morrison is very much that person. Uh, you watch interviews with him. You watch interviews where he's candid, or, or, or you know, like he's let cameras into his house and done interviews in his house. Like he really, he talks about love and he talks about love for his country. He talks about, yeah. um, you know, wanting to do the best that he can for his country. That his parents brought him up to be, to be a giver, to be someone who wants to, do, you know, commit themselves to public service. I mean, I, I do believe that as as much as he can he does wear his heart on his sleeve and he's you know like we've seen him get cross at the country right we saw him get cross because we all went to the pub <laughs> right we saw him get cross and everyone said it's like you know yeah. it was like being told stop off it by, yeah stop it, it. stop hoarding that's, toilet paper that's stop all it. That's, that's, <laughs> as, that's as firm as i'm gonna say it you know stop it you know i can't say it any firmer than that and i think i'm that sorry that, dad yeah, well, that's right. And there were it people... It was an I'm sorry, Dad moment. Yeah. People, people were saying that's what it was like and that's exactly what it was like. And I think that that's a good thing. I think that he is a genuinely... Um, I'm gonna, he's a genuinely compassionate person and I think that that shows and he doesn't hold back from actually saying those things, talking about love, talking about those things. I just don't think, I just don't think he does it in a way... He's no, he's no Barack Obama. He doesn't yeah. have a, he doesn't walk into a room and have a presence. There's you know? the disconnect, I think, and that that was sort of shown in the fires when he went to. Um, <laughs> I've forgotten the name of the town again. Cabago. 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 He went there and had, was just so disconnected. All right, guys, thank you once again so much for joining me in today's episode. I hope you got a little bit out of this episode and learned a little bit more about Australia, the Australian political environment, everything like that. And don't forget to go and check out The Pouch, the podcast, where you will be able to listen to episodes released every single week from Jake Farwarton and Greg Savage. These guys are both Australian and they're very knowledgeable when it comes to all things Australia, but particularly uh, politics. So, go and check out the podcast, guys. And until next time, I wish you all the best.